0: Welcome to another episode of Behind the Headlines, and summer is here. I mean, not technically here, but it feels like summer. So in line with that, we've brought Emily Bingham back to give you a map for the remainder of the summer months on what you should do, where you should go, and when you should go there. As we said, our guest on this episode, Emily Bingham, and my co-host, as always, the one and only, the harbinger of summer, John Heiner, Vice President of Content for MLive. John, how are you, my friend?
2: Hey, thank you very much, Eric. You're too kind, as always. I appreciate very much uh, the the kind introduction. And, you know, I always start these conversations with personal anecdotes and then try to steer it back to the topic at hand uh, in less awkward manners I can manage. But um, my personal anecdote today, which is kind of pure Michigan for this week, is that I went to a wedding on Mackinac Island, and I hadn't been to Mackinac Island in quite a while. Um, It's a go-to summer activity in Michigan if we're not in the middle of a pandemic, and things are starting to look better on that front. So obviously we're a week or so away from the official beginning of summer in Michigan, uh, which means it's time for our resident expert on everything Michigan, Emily Bingham, to come back on behind the headlines and. Welcome back, Emily. And it's always a good thing when you show up because it means good things are about to happen in Michigan.
1: Oh, it's so great to be here. And uh, you know I always say that um, Michiganders put up with winter to earn the the glory that is Michigan summer. So I'm really excited to talk about summer travel around the state.
2: Well, thank you for joining us again today. You're always very gracious with your time. And you know while we were sitting backstage in the green room, comparing notes uh we mentioned some of our personal travels and I'd said was on Mackinac Island and I'll share some observations about that in a bit but when is the last time that you were up north on a personal basis?
1: I actually uh just got back from a trip up north uh just yesterday I was up there uh for a long weekend got to see my parents uh who are in Traverse City and you know it was um I didn't spend a lot of time downtown because I was there to reconnect with my family after um, a long time apart due to COVID. But uh, I was just really excited uh, to see how many people were out and about. Just even driving around to run errands, there were so many people on bikes, there were so many people on the bay, there were people fishing, there were people kayaking, there were people at the beach. And it just feels like summer's here and uh, tourism season seems to be in full swing.
2: And dare we say normal, um, the feeling, and I'll say the only place that was a vestige, I would say, on Mackinac Island of what we've gone through for the last almost year and a half was the docks, the boat docks, the ferry docks. uh, And they announced that under Coast Guard rules that anywhere on the property, you had to wear masks, whether you're vaccinated or not. Um, But like downstate, most of the businesses had signs saying if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. And, you know, if you take people at their word, most people are vaccinated because you don't see a lot of masks. Some workers in some places still wear them. But to your point, one of the things that I noticed that was so pronounced is the number of people doing what you would have called normal things in the past um lines outside for some certain restaurants um a lot of bike rentals and you know mackinac island fudge shops packed and certain because we showed up friday um in you know somewhat unseasonable weather uh that gray misty kind of 52 and blowing um the souvenir shops everyone's coming out in their hoodies their new brand new mackinac island hoodies um but you know we went to a wedding it was an outdoor wedding a lot of people to reception and some of the things that we heard from uh retailers or servers on the island was how busy it's been getting and how optimistic they are that the tourism season's coming back and in michigan you know that's solid gold and that is the sort of thing that you cover for us here in michigan as well so to set the basis for the conversation if we were to say let's look at it through the normal michigan summer lens We've got a lot of people who are going to need to get reacquainted with that because we were, we were under some, some house rules last last summer um, and some businesses uh, or areas were compromised on how many people could go or go at all. So I thought it'd be great for our conversation on the eve of summer um, behind the headlines to have you back on, Emily, um, to talk about some of the places that people can think about going that maybe are outside the mainstream. We just mentioned two that if you were to to name maybe four or five places in Michigan, it would always make the list. Mackinac Island and Mackinac City, St. Ignace, Traverse City, and I would say up through Petoskey, which is just a beautiful area, Um, and the dunes, of course. And, you know, a lot of the beaches along Lake Michigan are are also very popular. And then, you know, the real sportsmen like to go up to Munising or Pictured Rocks, uh, things of that nature. But I, I had prompted you to think of some things that might be helpful for our readers to consider that you put on your list of places that if you're going to rediscover Michigan, um, might be a, an opportunity for somebody to see something new or try something new in Michigan. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it to you here and, and just have you share uh, start in on your list so we could have a discussion about some of the places that you think are either hidden gems or just underappreciated or undervisited because I'm gu- guaranteeing you, By the day we left sunday mackinac island was as busy as i've ever seen it in all the trips i've taken there before so um maybe there's some places we can go that aren't so so packed
1: yeah i i would definitely say as somebody who's spent um her almost entire career writing about michigan travel and the michigan outdoors Uh, if ever there was a summer to try to look for new places to check out, this would be it. Because last year we saw this huge influx of people doing outdoors activities around Michigan. Um, Many of our big parks like uh, Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, saw record numbers. um, And that was with all the restrictions. And so I think you're going to see uh, a return to that swell of interest this summer from all the people that kind of discovered the outdoors last year. But on top of that, all the people that may be held back from traveling, they're all going to be heading back out there this year, too. So um, one of the things, uh, and this is top of mind for me because I was just writing about it. One of the things that I'm going to recommend to a lot of people um, this summer is checking out the Chain of Lakes area in northern Michigan. It is uh, northeast of the Traverse City area and south of Petoskey. So we're talking Antrim County, uh, Bel Air, Ellsworth, Alden, Elk Rapids. And um, one of the big, I guess, uh, newsmakers this year is that they just officially opened the Chain of Lakes Water Trail. It's a hundred mile paddle trail that goes all along an interconnected um, system of lakes and rivers. And you can, I mean, you could paddle the entire thing if you wanted to over a course of several days, or you could just jump in and do a little day trip or a half day trip on some of it. But um, Paddle Antrim is a nonprofit that's been working really hard Uh, over the last several years to um, create uh, signage at each of the entry and um, exit points along the river. They have a waterproof map that you can buy. There's a huge guide online that you can use um, to create your own trip. And um, it's, I think, would be a really, for anybody who got into kayaking, we know that there was a huge um, interest in paddle sports last year. Anybody who's new to kayaking might find a great beginner-friendly path to take there on that new water trail. And those towns, the communities that it goes through along the way, they're all really great, um, worth exploring, great food, little shops. So that would be um, my kind of like under the radar, one of my first under the radar spots that would be worth checking out.
2: Can I ask a couple of questions for of someone who has done that? And i kayaked a few times, but I'm not you know, avid, but do you need certain permits or passes? Do you need to make any reservations? I, mean, I know people with their own kayaks can show up, but is it as simple as get, doing a little research on entry points, showing up, going in and out where you, you feel like it, or is there more to it?
1: Well, I would say um, if somebody wanted to check out uh, the Chain of Lakes Water Trail specifically to start at Paddle Antrim, I I believe the website, And I apologize I don't have it in front of me, PaddleAntrim.org or just google Paddle Antrim to bring it up if that's not the correct uh, website. But they have um, a a really rich robust website with guides on how to plan a trip and pretty much if you have your own paddle craft or if you can find a rental you can just use their website to say hey I want to spend, I'm a beginner, I need some beginner friendly floats, I want to spend half a day out there, Um, where can I go? Where can I start? What's a good uh, length that I can, you know, what entry point, what exit point should I do if I'm looking for a beginner-friendly trip for a few hours? And they have some great suggestions on there.
2: And also, I see more and more canoes on the back of, you know, trailers or on on vehicles on the highway. Can you still use canoes in these areas? Any place you use a kayak?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And paddle boards too. I mean, I, I have a paddle board. It's one of my favorite things to do in the summertime is after work, I live in an area that's rich with lakes to go paddle for a while as a de-stressor after work. Um, but canoes for sure are really fun. Um, they're solo canoes, but I love it if you've got a paddle partner to go out, um, in a canoe. So yeah, no, any, anything, I guess you can paddle, you could take on the river.
2: Well, that's a great suggestion. And what are some of the towns that we might uh, pull our kayaks up in and get something to eat and drink?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, Bel Air is probably one of the better known uh, stops along the way. Bel Air, of course, being home to Shorts Brewing, a couple great restaurants in Bel Air, some really great shops downtown. I grew up um, visiting Bel Air in the summertime, so that's a place near and dear to my heart um just uh, i guess down the chain from bel-air is Antrim, or is Antrim is alden and uh alden's also really charming um the water is uh alden sits along torch lake and the waters there are just really gorgeous uh it's just spectacular blue and there's some good places to eat and to shop in alden um, elk rapids is the kind of termination point i believe for the chain of lakes water trail again a really charming town um, and let's see, I'm just going to look at my notes here, make sure I don't forget anyone. Ellsworth and uh, Central Lake are along the way, too, so all really great, kind of smaller northern Michigan towns where um, I don't think you're going to hit the the kind of summer traffic that you would if you were in a town like, or a bigger area like Traverse City or Petoskey.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how relevant this is, but the week after Christmas, I rented an Airbnb in Bel Air on the river. It was to a three minute walk from shorts. I mean, just over the bridge in their shorts. And so I know that there and you're an expert at this too, but uh, lodges and rentals. But if people do a little homework, I'm sure they could find a base that's along that that chain and find a place to stay and maybe you make a make a long weekend or week out of it.
1: Totally. And if uh, my tip on on finding good lodging is if like be willing to not find the absolute dream place. Like uh, you know, if you're looking for next week and you want to find a place that's waterfront on Torch Lake, you may or may not find it in peak season. But if you look a little inland, um, you know, a little off the beaten path, uh, expand your search horizon, you're I'm, you're almost guaranteed to find something within, you know, a short drive to where you actually want to be.
2: Well, that's a great one. And like I said, I'm, I'm seeing an uptick in, in the amount of people especially this stand-up paddleboarding seems to be really catching on with a lot of people. Um, the lakes, you're seeing it a lot, and uh, you're seeing a lot in the retail shops. These Some of them inflatable and some of them foam, and it just seems to be a really a growing pastime for people. So it sounds like a great place to try that out. Um, what else would be on your, your choice summer of 2021 list?
1: Yeah, well, uh, one place, since you mentioned Mackinac Island, and that's kind of like the island, uh, right. to visit in Michigan, right, um, would be to check out some of our other islands. We have so many. I wish I had a number, but uh, we have tons in the Great Lakes state. Um, one that I think more people should check out, uh, which is an amazing year round destination is Drummond. I believe I've mm-hmm. talked about Drummond on the show before. I, I wrote about it last spring but um, tons of stuff to do on dry, Drummond for, for every type of outdoor activity, uh, for hiking or bird watching. If you're into paddling, um, there's a great paddle, a uh, water trail around the island, uh, ORV, ATV, fishing. The fishing is supposed to be, I'm not an angler myself, but the fishing is supposed to be amazing on Drummond. Um, some really great history there. So um, yeah, Drummond Island, and the, the ferry runs year-round. So as sort of like an alternative to um, the Mackinac experience, I think Drummond would be a really fun island uh, adventure for people that want to do an island this summer, but maybe Mackinac's a little too packed.
2: And Drummond, from what I understand, I haven't been there, but it, it's, it's closer to the mainland and easier to access. I have been to Beaver Island, which was like a three-hour ferry trip, um, which is part of the fun if you end up being out on the lake. Um, it's a beautiful island. and It's mostly remote and dune grasses, and, and, and you know you really have solitude there if you want to get away from the from the teeming crowds and so forth. And ferry service runs out of Charlevoix, um, and and that that was a cool. And it's a good island for biking. Um, in, in like hidden beaches and there's a there's a, some nice restaurants there a very small um, town but it, it's a very nice island too it just takes a little more to get there
1: mm-hmm. beaver island has some really incredible history too that um if people want to dig and, and they're they're big on Michigan history uh just it used to be run by a mormon king uh yeah
2: like, he, he named himself king yeah
1: yeah so, <laughs> I think
2: the town's the main town James is it, is it jamestown um but it's, it is named after him, right?
1: Yep, yeah. Yeah, so yep. Beaver Island, another great place to go. And they're, um, uh, I haven't gotten an update in a little bit, but I know that they had uh, a coalition of people that were trying to get the entire island designated as a Dark Sky, International Dark Sky Reserve which would be really cool. And um, it's been, I've never spent an overnight on Beaver Island, I've just done day trips there, but I imagine that the night sky is spectacular. And I've heard from um, people who are experts in Michigan night skies that, that the night sky on Beaver Island is fantastic. So that would be another reason to, to check that out this summer.
2: Having been there and biked it, I would say that 49 fiftieths of that island are remote. <laughs> we got yes. the one small little town, but the rest of it is, is pretty remote, and there's wildlife there as well. It's very nice. Um, okay, uh, next on your list, what other variety of, of fun things do we have to do?
1: Yeah, well, um, next on my list, speaking of remote, would be, um, yeah, if you're trying to uh, avoid crowds this summer, it would be to head to the UP and head west. Because I think that Pictured Rocks is going to see another gangbusters year. Um, And uh, once you drive, and I love Marquette, but once you drive through Marquette, it really empties out. I would head up into the Keweenaw. Copper Harbor has been having a moment. Um, My sources in the Copper Harbor area say that last year, they'd never seen anything quite like it. And this year bookings are already up, but the Keweenaw is remote and big. So there's lots of space to spread out. Um, Again, if you're into the outdoors, tons of things to do, it's a world-class mountain bike destination. You have Isle Royal National Park there, I this spring wrote a guide on how to plan a trip to Isle Royal National Park so people can check that out on MLive. Um, There's some really amazing food to be had in the area, Um, also great for dark skies, there's a historic lodge trying to get um, approval to be a designated dark sky park. So lots of cool things going on in the Keweenaw. If you live downstate, it's just a little bit of a longer drive, but I think absolutely worth it um, for for summer adventures in Michigan. I don't think you can beat it.
2: Having been to both the UP uh, several times, many times, and then Maine, I would say it bears some similarities in terms of the vast amount of wilderness, um, the the spaces between things, the, the fact that you're not in crowds, where you, when you go places, um, small towns, friendly people, uh, very cold water. <laughs> had a friend with a cabin on the Lake Michigan side uh on Highway Two out of St. Ignace, uh, Applefet. I don't know if you know where Epophet is. The Cut River, mm-hmm. but they had a ritual. They'd go out and bathe in in the morning. It was like June, mid June, in in Lake Michigan, and that was that was very. I'll just say the bracing. So, yeah, um, but. The UP, for those who haven't, if you want to slow down, you slow your roll a little bit and and unwind, the UP is fantastic.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's I mean, when we talk about crowded, it, you know, it, it's on a scale, right? Like UP crowded is still not that crowded, although I will say that um, I didn't make it up to Picture Rocks last year, but I did hear that the trails were several people called them overrun. So I would say if you if you do have. If you do have your heart set on going to, say, like a, a destination like Pictured Rocks, maybe um, try to get to trailheads early or seek out uh, some of the, you know, ask a park ranger for a less popular hike um, just to kind of help disperse people throughout the park and also guarantee that you're going get, to get a spot.
2: And one of the most iconic social media profile pictures in Michigan is the one taken from a kayak on the water in front of the Pictured Rocks, right? Um, and so I'm sure that the on uh, uh, nice days there's probably pretty good wa- uh, traffic on the water as well. you're um, there.
1: I know I don't have too much insight into that. Um, I do know that like the paddle, um, the like shore, shoreline cruises and paddle companies, um, they have been booking up quite a bit already um, this early in the season. So um, but they can and, and I know that uh, some of the boat tours are still limiting capacity. Uh, this year they're not they're higher capacity than they were last summer but not totally at full capacity so I would say yeah again if you have your heart set on a pictured rocks shoreline cruise or one of the glass bottom boat tours that they do there um, just make sure you get your reservations in sooner rather than later right
2: okay anything else or what else uh,
1: got- I would, yeah I've got one more um, and that okay. would be you know as somebody who used to live Uh, on the Northwest, in the Northwest Lower Peninsula and Traverse City region. um, I have such a soft spot for the east side, and it doesn't get as much love as the west side of the state. Um, But I think sunrises are spectacular too, and uh, there are some really great small towns on the east side. Um, I love Tawas in particular, that's Mm -hmm. got a place in my heart. Um, Alpena has some cool stuff going on there, like the underwater preserve. Um, but there's just like lots of really great towns, basically from, from Thumb all the way up the coast um, and uh, and some dark sky parks as well on that side uh, as sort of designated by the state of Michigan at, um, at uh, some of our state parks and rec areas. So if, say, the west side destinations that you had thought you might go to this summer are all booked up, check out the east side and see uh, what, you know, towns around Lake Huron might have some availability for you.
2: Yeah, I, I could say from experience, in the summer, if you're in Traverse City, Petoskey, one of those communities and you want a waterfront meal, um, the reservations fill up fast. But And I don't want to name names of restaurants of competitive advantage, but if you're in Tawas area, there's a number of good restaurants where you have a great view of the water. The, U.S. 23 that goes through there is right on the water, just like in Traverse City, you know, Front Street, uh, or the the road going through there, 31, but um, it's a beautiful area, it's not as crowded, and prices, you might find the prices be a little more agreeable uh, for lodging and things like that on the east side of the state. So, uh, again, Check that out, and I'm sure just Chamber of Commerce uh, sites would be helpful with information tra- to have travel guides uh, for the Oscoda area and Tawas. Both of those communities are are very, very nice. And and anybody who wants to really um, get out in the wild can go north of Alpina and go around by Onaway and all the way up through Sheboygan to Mackinac for a day trip and uh, talk about pristine and, and really uh, unsullied nature on that side of the it's very very beautiful and it's not overdeveloped
1: no not at all it it really is spectacular um and as you said sort of at the start of this show just like um underutilized undervalued uh you know maybe some people would be upset that we're even mentioning it because they don't want the secret out (laughs) <laughs> I, those are the only <laughs> angry emails I get from readers. I have to say, I, I, as a journalist, somebody who works in media, that the only angry emails I get are from people saying, why did you write about this place? Now everybody else knows about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do wish more people would explore that side of the state. And um, I think there's something, I, as somebody who growing up went to the same places every summer. Um, I totally understand the nostalgia of returning to the same beloved places year after year, but there's also something to be said for exploring a new place and falling in love with a new side of Michigan and seeing some new areas because we have so much here to see.
2: Amen to that. I, I want to touch on a couple of things you've said in previous podcasts, too. Um, which is, you know, it's kind of a variation on, I mean, you know, tip your waiters and stuff, but uh, there's going to be crowds this year. Uh, last year, we talked about, you know, uh, in the winter too, is like, please be please, uh, understanding and tolerant and patient and civil with people because, you know, employers are having a hard time getting hiring help. Um, there's going to be a lot of demand, so there may be waits. May, you may not get into the places you want. So, if everybody could just, you know, keep cool this summer and be patient and maybe check out, to your point, the parts of the state that are not as traveled. um, Give themselves an opportunity to see something new and stay away from the crowds.
1: Yeah, or if you are going to a really popular place, try to see a different side of it. I just did a story on um, hikes in Sleeping Bear Dunes where you can avoid crowds. And you don't have to follow the suggestions that I had, but if you are going to say Sleeping Bear Dunes, or Traverse City or whatever, call up the Chamber of Commerce, call up the Visitor's Center, stop in and say, hey, we want to go out, but we don't want to be fighting with all these other people at the Trailhead, you know, for parking space. Where could I go? And Sleeping Bear Dunes has is an enormous park and has tons of trails, many of which very few people ever go see. And so it's it's kind of a cool opportunity to really uh, see what else is out there and make your own discoveries
2: absolutely and then you know we don't touch on this It's a whole other area but we're starting to see concerts come back uh we'll probably start seeing live theater come back and things of that nature so all good signs right and nothing could go wrong in summer in michigan um even the the skies parted just in time for the wedding sun came out we had an outdoor wedding and an outdoor reception and everything was perfect so it's gonna be a perfect summer in michigan and Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on to Behind the Headlines today. Always sharing your expertise, and I'm sure thousands of very happy trips have been launched because of uh, because of your pro tips. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, that makes me very happy. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And there they go. As
0: always, a huge thanks for Emily Bingham, who I believe holds the record for being on this podcast four times, if not five times. All right, if you like what John and I are doing, make sure you review and share wherever you get your podcast. Until next week, he is John Heiner. I am Eric Halkin, and this is Behind the Headlines.